things on my mind, but oh yeah, however you want to do it. My uh, my gay little vape matches my shirt too. Nice. So nice. I got this mm-hmm. uh, new kind of vape at the ga- at a uh, smoke shop in town recently. It's a uh, Caesar feeds the apple. Yes. Um, they had a box of like but all the flavors out when these little rubber tips you would put on them that way you could have you could try samples and yes. i tried them all and the apple one was incredible so i i yeah. it took me a month because they kept running out i finally got one found out they have a little digital scale here that tells you the battery percentage yeah the, uh, dude i fucking had, is this is it this shit right here yeah yeah it's, <laughs> dude. it's awesome <laughs> It's fancy ass gizmo. I feel like a little kid. I, I when I got it, like I when I got it out of the box, I was like, dude, this is like a this is like a toy. This is badass. Like this is like an adult uh, man child toy, and I love it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it's got this little boost thing, so you can get mega nicked up. Oh, nice. I think I think that's what that is. <laughs> it like uh, it lights up. Lights up. lights up dude like come on <laughs> oh cool see what's cool with this one it's, it's got um sweet tears so i can adjust this for the intake and so it has uh, these two little holes like a normal vape has the one hole for the intake in so it has two holes so you can either do a strong setting less setting or both of them at the same time and it's mm-hmm. it hits hard it's um it's great oh dude oh dude okay oh yeah yeah. This is a vape podcast now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, here's the thing, man. I, I, uh, I come from a long line of smoking in my family. <laughs> long line of smoking. I started smoking when I was, you know, pretty young teenager. You know, I was like a teenager smoker. Mm. So I would like, whenever I could get, I'd be like, oh yeah, I love smoking. But by the time I was 17, I was just smoking. <laughs> and I would, I've always made fun of people. You know, I'm 24, so I've I've been in the prime era of vape mm. for my generation, right? Yeah. Every everybody does it. I mean, everybody young and old does it. Mm. I know I know plenty of people who smoke who smoke to do vape, and I've always made fun of it. And then now I'm just like, I got back on smoking, and I'm like, I, I can't do it. I'm I can't <laughs> I can't keep going back and forth with smoking. So, yeah, I got the fun little yummy Nikki candy, <laughs> and uh, I- there we go. I keep a pack of cigarettes with me for two reasons. Even though I hit a vape most of the time, if I'm mm-hmm. at work and I need, I want a break, I'll pull out the pack of cigarettes and have a smoke break. Mm-hmm. I get a because you can you can work and vape, you know. Yes. Uh, and if I bump into homeless people, I love this. I love that if I see a homeless guy who needs money, I'm like, I ain't got money, but I got a cig, and I'll give him a cig. Yes. I'll light up, he'll light up, and we'll just talk for a few minutes, you know. That, over that's to, over to American Spirits for ten minutes. <laughs> that is fucking Keno, Caleb. I uh, I used to take the bus a lot. I was actually a a homeless man for a short time as when I was 18 but I uh when I would take the bus you not only with like working in the restaurant industry I, it's the same in blue collar are you blue collar Yeah I'm, Yeah I'm, same I'm, here uh, surveyor so. Yes that's right okay that's right um I'm a I used to do HVAC and now I'm like a mechanic specialized mechanic thing Nice nice Um yeah it's cool but uh when I would, when I was a, when I worked in restaurants, it's like that's how you, that's how you like vibe with people. It's like everybody, there's like three guys. They'll go out for a smoke break, and you're like, hey, that's when we can like talk and chill. Yeah. And then it's the same, yeah, with homeless people. Like, some of the most interesting encounters I've had in my entire life are with homeless people. Dude, um, same. Yeah. I was like, leaving. So I live right next just, to a gas station. 
Mm-hmm. And I was walking out, heading to the guest and buy a pack of smokes. And a homeless guy is yelling, hey, hey, come here, come here. And so I walk over there, of course, and he has a joint in his hand. And he, what's worse, the Holocaust or the slave trade? <laughs> Was so it a I, black guy? Was it a no, black guy? white guy. Oh, so, a I, guy I, so I sat down on the cinder block, and I'm like, "Well, the Holocaust didn't happen, so obviously the slave trade." And we just, yes, an hour goes by, and we're vibing. Yes, he, yes. he this is like this is a local Thomas Seven Seven in my in my area. He's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> we talked an hour. It was, oh, it was amazing. I've always had my entire life. I think it's because my dad, my dad, kind of instilled in me. Um, like just to be polite. My dad's one of the ni- probably the nicest person you'll ever meet. Very kind man, and I learned from him like you just be nice to everybody. Like you don't be overly nice and like and and like you know like make yourself look weak, but like just treat everybody good and like they're human. <laughs> and because of that, I've always come across like every time I come across homeless people who want to talk or something. Like game, dude. Like I, if I have nothing better else, you know, especially when I was taking the bus, and and it's like, what do I have to lose to just kind of chat with this person who has nobody to talk to? Exactly. Like, whatever, man. I mean, am I? How am I fucking better than them? You know, whatever. So, um, I kind of miss those days, dude. I, I, I. Uh, There's a while I lived in um, like a ghetto in Southwest Houston, and um, I. Just too many times, and you know it's 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 a it's a it's a good experience. It's a good humbling experience. Mm. Um, oh yeah, yeah. There's a there's one time I was leaving leaving Publix, and this black guy on a bicycle goes up, and is um he's trying to get some money, and I'm like, I got no money, but I got a cig, so I hand him one. He hits it, starts coughing up a storm. I'm like, you good? He goes, lost a lung, and he hits it again. <laughs> And we, dude, this dude was the coolest black guy I've ever met. We're hanging out, we're talking. Finally, a public worker came out and told us we couldn't be there because we were loitering. And he's not allowed on public property anymore because the cops escorted him out before. And he's like, "I'm smoking with my new best friend." I'm like, "I'm smoking with my new friend." Boy, you gotta, you gotta. I remember right yesterday. Yeah, so you um, you're gonna arrest a homeless guy. You have a car. He's on a fucking bike. And we just started berating this public employee. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> have you have you ever played Fallout New Vegas? Mm. Never played no. a Fallout game. In that game, there is a perk called the Wild Wasteland perk, and um, uh, the what that perk does at the it's at the very beginning of the game. You get to choose two perks, and the Wild Wasteland perk. What it does is it it adds weird events throughout the game, and it and it just it makes it more involved. You come across just weird shit. It, it basically adds like weird side stories and stuff, very short things, but it makes it more involved and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's how I generally like to live my life. Uh, not trying to, I don't like to be, I'm not trying to like sound quirky or something, but that, that is, that is like the best shit. Um, oh yeah. I actually, I guess I have a good, it was, I don't know if he was a homeless black guy, but he was a black guy at a bus stop um is uh um i told the story a couple times on my channel because it was so bizarre but i was i was going to trade school and i was walking back uh and i was going to take the bus to go to walmart and um this this like built black dude 
like good looking tall like he didn't look like he belonged in the ghetto where i lived he looked like pretty well adjusted but he was drunk obviously drunk and he was kind of like hitting on some hispanic lady and uh i kind of like came in i like walked into the middle of this and she obviously was like i don't know if she was crazy or just uncomfortable and didn't know how to deal with like the situation and i don't know if she knew that he was just obviously like being just silly mm -hmm. he, he wasn't being like a, like uh you know hands or yeah. anything he was just kind of like chatting her up because he's a he's a drunk black dude at a bus stop and <laughs> at 3 p.m or whatever and he looks to me and he's like you know oh could you calm down could you calm this lady down and i'm like uh <laughs> i'm like oh uh the bus will be coming here soon ma'am and he's and he starts laughing it up and he's like he's like what's your name and i tell him you know my name's isaac and uh he's like he comes up, he shakes my hand. It was strong. One of those, just, you know, giant hand crushes my hand. Yeah. And um, and he says to me, have you ever read Shooting an Elephant? And I'm like, <laughs> no. And I go and look it up later, and it's a fucking, it's the best short story I've ever read by George Orwell. And the oh. and he was like making a point <laughs> with the, because <laughs> the point of the book is when the white man goes tyrant, it's his own freedom he destroys. And I was like George Orwell in that moment where I was the, I was like the, I was the puppet. I was the funny little white boy puppet. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. That's awesome. I was like if I didn't listen for this random black dude I encountered, <laughs> I wouldn't have read this, this story that I don't meet too many people to know about it. Uh, that yeah. that story. I don't even know where the fuck he read it. He, he kind of had like a veteran vibe. He kind of seemed mm -hmm. like a guy who was ex-military. But I don't I don't know why he was there. This is a weekday. <laughs> just I love I've always loved those encounters in my life. Yeah. I, it's always like stuck out of time. That is the I don't I don't live in a city. I live in a pretty small town, but that's the one thing I like about visiting uh, a bigger town or a bigger city is those random encounters you get to have with people. Because here, you yeah. know, you get to know everybody in this town, or you get to recognize everybody, so you don't get to have those moments. But they are always, it's always a blast when you get to have that random encounter. You're just like, I remember I had a weird encounter. I, I was stood up for a date. I had already sat down and ordered my drink, and I'm like, well, I'm not leaving. So I went outside, looked for the homeless guy that was sitting around, because there's always one, yes. and invited a man, and we had dinner. Had, had, had a date with a homeless guy, apparently. And nice. Paul, great dude, told me, um, I asked him, how's he end up being homeless? And we kind of just talked about how he became homeless and how his kid mm -hmm. kind of sucked. Um, very interesting guy. It's people, people, how do I put this? Um, people talk about like fantasy books or Lord of the Rings or these like, um, uh, fantasy movies, you know, like the whimsical, you know, whimsy magazine, always talking about whimsical stuff on Twitter. They don't actually mm -hmm. go out and do anything whimsical. This is an easy way to go out and be whimsical. Yeah. This allows yeah, that's you true. to be open to these kind of conversations with strangers and let the whimsy flow. Anything, anything in any fantastical whimsy video game or book you have, there's always side quests like that that are happening. Yeah, um, uh, yeah dude. Um, I actually, I so my entire experience with Houston, I, apart from those, um, I don't live in a big city anymore, anymore either. Um, I live, I moved to a small town and I've never, I've all, I'm a city slicker. Are you, are you, uh, did you grow up in a rural area? Are you a rural yeah, boy? Rural, or? Yeah. Yeah. Rural area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, um, it's honestly great. I love just having a, like, I have a good parish. I, uh, um, let's talk about that. Are you a cat? Are you a Catholic convert? I am. Yep. When did you convert? Uh, two years ago. 
from uh, from from Pentecostal Protestantism to a Catholic two years ago. I had seen your tweet, and I didn't I didn't respond. But we have a similar sort of situation. My dad's side of the family was Pentecostal. Ooh. My mom's side was Catholic, hmm. um, and my dad became an atheist because mm-hmm. of it. He was is so. Um, are you familiar with like the Bakers, Jim Baker, and uh, or he he was like a televangelist guy back in like seventies, the eighties? Vaguely, vaguely. <laughs> you might you, if you saw it, you. There's a good chance you might know him. Um, did you ever go to a like a Pentecostal service? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. People running around, flapping their arms, music going crazy. Yeah, they they can be fun. They can be a little weird, but they can be fun sometimes. <laughs> you know, black guys are sitting at piano, and it's just like. Let's go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> my, my, so my dad, his parents moved from Ohio to Missouri, where I was born specifically because, um, at that time in the 70s, 80s, that was like the height of the assemblies of God. And that was like mm-hmm. the Mecca of the assemblies of God was, was pretty much where I was born. And, um, I think, I mean, he, he, my dad was like wrong place, wrong time to get caught up in the new atheist movement. But, um, yeah, I, uh, did you, uh, I, did you ever go through an atheist phase at all? No, no. Okay. See, that's awesome, dude. I, 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 that was my milieu. I had to like start from scratch, which is why I started out prot and I was like moving around with that. Cause I just didn't have, re- I didn't really have much interface with catholicism honestly and i didn't i didn't know how to pers- the weird thing was though the idea of the eucharist i was like yeah that's just christ i don't know why i would see that any other way and i always had that in my mind mm-hmm. and then when i finally came to catholicism when i finally went to mass traditional latin mass was what just blew me away um and it was like oh yeah this makes sense this is the point what oh oh it's like <laughs> of course yeah. of course um, and that was the one thing that I was always that and maybe a couple other things, but that's the main thing that if I ever talked to a prod about the Eucharist, they were like, Oh, it's symbolic or there's spiritual presence. And I'm like, mm-hmm. nah, it's just Christ. Like, it's just yeah. the thing, it's the point, you know, that's why you go. And I was just reminds me of, um, did, have, you, have you ever read any of, uh, heard of Flannery O'Connor? I know of Flannery, Flannery O'Connor. Yes. I, okay. I don't. I have not read any of her stuff. Oh, you there's a few uh, short stories like a sort uh, a good man is hard to find. It's an incredible short story. Mm-hmm. I, I recommend it to everybody. Um, and she's got some see little, little side uh, side track on her. She has the ability to the way she describes people. You immediately think I know someone like that. You know, like she described yeah. this um, smug liberal. Um, liberal atheist guy who got shot in the leg at one point and this yeah. look as he described this look of um um like righteous indignation that he was like oh, i got shot because of i'm so great and the way he described the facial expression like i've seen that on almost all my liberal friends <laughs> every time yeah. you insult them they have that same facial expression <laughs> and it's, it's anyway see um she was at some big uh also party in new york um and there was a very big also at the time very big um i can't remember who it was but very popular atheist, um, was raised Catholic. And at the dinner party, she said, um, you know, I think the Eucharist is a very powerful symbol. And Flannery O'Connor said, yeah. well, if it's a symbol, I say the hell with it. And then just walked off. <laughs> and just, <laughs> That's like, awesome. Who cares if it's a symbol? It's, it's Christ or it doesn't matter. And like, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's so based. Mm-hmm. Um, 
man uh what what uh what so so what was the uh what was the thing so you know that's the thing when i i didn't i wasn't there were like events that led me up to being like i just need to be catholic i don't even know what i'm doing at this point it was like a two-year-long process of like people coming into my life and just experiences i'm like okay i gotta go did, what did you ever have like a moment or did you ever have like a few moments um I, it was more of an intellectual thing because I, mean, I, I, I would ask yeah. a bunch of questions at my partisan searches, and I, 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 my best friend became an atheist, and so I started trying to figure out how to get him back. And so I started looking into like arguments for God, arguments about theology, and I found all the partisan stuff to be kind of stupid. And then yeah. so I started to uh, ask my pastor and use pastor these questions, and they didn't have any answers. And then I found uh, Bishop Balin on YouTube. And I'm like, oh, Aquinas, this guy's cool. So I started reading Aquinas. I'm like, well, Catholics are right sometimes, so I'll, that's fine. Um, but then um, I read a uh, Trent Horn had a book on what we believe, and it's just a very simple. Yes. Every chapter goes over a Catholic faith and arguments for and defense for it. I remember I said, okay, if I can go through this book and it's any individual point in the book that I could say that's wrong, I don't agree with that, I won't become Catholic. And mm -hmm. I thought for sure he was not going to convince me on contraception. I'm like this, this is just right. basic. And I'm listening to this book in the field at work. And I'm just, you know, we're surveying the college. No one's there that day. We're taking our lunch break. I'm listening to the audiobook. We ordered a pizza because we were close enough. I'm just eating this pizza. And he finishes the chapter. I'm like, well, I got to be Catholic. And I just took another bite. Like, I got to find a parents. <laughs> I got to, my parents know. Took another bite. I got to call a priest. <laughs> and this kind of all hit me at once. I'm like, well, that's what I got to go do. <laughs> that's amazing. And, um, dude, that, that's the thing. Like, once you understand, like, teleology and ontology are two words that will start to describe everything when it comes mm -hmm. to these to these things that we either don't understand or things that we just we just we just accept yeah. which like contraception is one thing where it's like that just defies the point of the action exactly. and then and then and then the further glory behind all of it it's just yeah. it's and then it's like well and then this just sex just for the pleasure it's all for the self then so it's like just glorifying the self which is just hell so it's, it all comes together when you put it in the Catholic lens. Oh yeah, I was just like, yeah, that there, that that that's what's blowing my mind. It's so easy to kind of put that together once you uh, once you stop. Just like, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's an American thing, but like it's just everything's political. Everything's political before everything else. Mm -hmm. So like contraception seems to be more of like a political conversation than it is like this is this is like i i haven't talked to really a protestant about that in such a minute that i don't really know what their what they would argue I, for. I, I did recently i talked to uh, my my okay, partisan, yeah. uh my partisan friend for about three and a half hours uh probably a couple of weeks back on this uh, just on contraception mm -hmm. and the, his argument was that you don't have any biblical support for it, and so there's no need to have anything for it. And I was kind of like, "Well, you have in Genesis." I can't. Who was? There was some, um, some <laughs> him who it was, some biblical Old Testament figure who was instructed by God to um, impregnate his dead brother's uh, wife so they could continue yes. the family line. Yes. Um, can't who it was? And in, in the last minute, he decided to pull out and just lay his seat on the ground, and God struck him dead. <laughs> Onan. 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 That's right. They struck him dead. Yeah. Like, well, you have an example there. He goes, well, I was disobeying God's will. I'm like, mm, but what did he do to disobey God's will? You know, it's like he disobeyed God's will, but what did he do that was a disobeying? It was that act. So yes. we, can, we can expand yes. from that to make a pretty simple argument. I mean, I've lost faith, theology, 
on, on top of, you are listening to it. Yeah, biblical, I, I mean, I made a very strong biblical case for it. He was still like, well, I don't see it. I'm like, well, you don't have to see it to be, you know, this, you are. Oh, <laughs> that's the thing, though, is, is that that's that's delivered me from a lot of dismay is is the biblical thing. They're always like, where is it in the Bible? It's like, I mean, OK, the the. You, if you want me to just, this is the thing with Prats. I don't even think they know what the Bible is, but they treat it in the way that a Sunni Muslim treats the Quran. Mm. The, the the Old Testament is just, this is, if, if I think in the simplest way, this is my kind of phrasing I use is just, this is the, this is the story of truth given to the Jewish. Like the Jewish people have the source of all the truth. They were the most oppressed people and God through his love and choosing them, you know, he, he gives them Israel, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And then comes God as man, which just, that would make sense if God loved us if, as his children. So it's the, the Bible is just kind of like, this is the, this is the, this is the canon of that, but this is not like a, this is not a, a, phil a philosophical guidebook. And we wouldn't really understand that until it was united with Greek philosophy. You know, we you, you can't have Christianity as it is now without Aristotle. Oh yeah, and yeah. and and a, a, a Protestant is just kind of like looking at their own translation of the Bible, and they're just like, "Well, where is it?" And it's just like, "Well, that's the thing, dude. You're you're. What do you think people were doing a thousand years ago when they couldn't yeah. read? I mean, what's your the, point? The, the reading of the Book of Moore is not the story of salvation. Like they just completely missed it. But um, do you want like um? A little book. Uh, where is where is that in the Bible by Patrick Madrid? It's a short book, um, and you guys a little table of contents, so you can just look at it and go. Let's see here. Um, doctrines. Uh, here's one. The Trin um, it's not a good one here. Uh, and no, nope, that's not. It's not a good one here. Um, call no man fall here is uh, the priesthood. Where's yes. priesthood in the Bible? Yeah, yeah. My priest was just talking about that this Sunday. He was just doing a homily on that because that was the that was the reading. Call no man your father. Then it's just like okay, well, don't call your dad your father if you really want to be literal about it. Like you, like Prats will do with that. I, I remember um, on uh, I got into the argument before we before Father's Day with some Prats on Facebook, and then when Father's Day went around, they all said making Happy Father's Day posts. I just started commenting that scripture. <laughs> Yeah, you, you go that I would do too. <laughs> so you go that in the book. Oh, little... no, man, you're <laughs> they weren't happy with it. <laughs> like, dude, I I argue with people on Facebook a little bit. I've, I don't. I love arguing with people. I think it's fun. I think it's good yeah. to do. More than once, my mom has said. My mom has called me and like I'll be in the middle of a debate on Facebook, and my mom will call me and tell me to knock it off. She goes, yeah, that's that's awesome. you have to see you at Thanksgiving. Knock it off. I'm like, but I see what he's wrong, mom. You don't get this. He, he's wrong. <laughs> and I'm right. I have <laughs> that's awesome. Your mom's the Pentecostal side, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Our, yeah, ours is flipped. My dad's the Pentecostal side. Okay. Mm. And my dad became Pentecostal after when they married. But it was a bad Yeah, man. I you know, I think our gen, our generation is uh I'll go. We want to. I, I got like a, um, kind of a prediction. Is I I know so many people IRL who have converted to Catholicism and Eastern Orthodoxy, and it's like okay, this isn't a drop in the bucket. There's way too many. There's women doing it, but like especially like Eastern Orthodoxy and traditional 
TLM, you'll find a lot of single men, mm -hmm. a lot of young men. And it's like, okay, what's going on here? These guys don't want to go to the to the assemblies of God thing. Um, or they don't want to go to the non-denom thing. Cause I did that. And I was like, I don't, there's nothing I'm grabbing onto here. I'm lost yeah. still. Where is it? Um, and at the same time, I feel like those, the Pentecostals, they say they're growing, but it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? It just, is it just basically people are like slowly over time going to be led to like an Albigensian heresy? I think what like, it means for them is that the, the, the fucking Allah and having some kids, yeah, like that's probably yeah, the exactly. only thing that's actually growing. Is they're just they're not actually it's bringing true. anybody new in. They're just growing more, and that's going to eventually get stagnation. They are the horseshoe. That is the horseshoe. They they are like the complete opposite of Catholicism to the point that they do try to be trad. They want to go live in the country. They're really they're like I don't care about voting. They they are they kind of there is that similarity, but like they're not. I mean, yeah. it's rough. I don't want to. Yeah. I there was a there was. Well, I, I was so I was homeschooled I mean, the homeschool group I was in. There was this uh, uber Pentecostal family. I mean, the girls were not the girls. Well, they, no, no makeup, makeup right? Skirts, yes, oh, only yes. skirts. Mm -hmm. But one of the girls, my age, biggest tomboy I've ever met. <laughs> and so tomboy in skirt, and it was she was she was fine. It was a lot of fun. Um, they were yes. they were great people, but there was always every time I would, because I you know even when I was younger and I was still part, I still asked questions and was a dick. Um. And so I'd get, I would get, I mean, I got, I was at a friend's house and I got, I got asked by the parents not to come back. I was probably 14. <laughs> I was bad too, but I was, I was, I was, I was a cringe atheist kid, dude. I was even worse. <laughs> I was, um, I was uber Republican and argued with some auto liberal parents. Yeah. About oh, dude. Yeah. And stuff. It was, it was a mess. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I, it was really the, um, it was 2016 that like flipped the switch in my mind. That was there was a lot that went on in my life 2016 and 2018 that it wasn't just like oh it was just Trump, but like that was the thing that that and and just uh uh not 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 believing in God. I was like kind of thinking about that, and it was just like out of nowhere I went from liberal uh you know Bernie kid. You know, I'd been I'd been really into politics probably since I was 13 and then it just switched. And I'm like, I don't know why Trump is wrong. Like he, when I watch him speak, this dude's like reaching what people have been saying <laughs> quietly for this whole time. I was just it was just mind blowing for me. It's I can never like uh, think about what it's like being like because I knew kids who were conservative. They came from conservative families, and I always thought it, they were weird. They were always the nicest. They had the best grades. They, they were friends with everybody because they were good kids and they were well-adjusted. But I would always just look at them like, like how, I think in retrospect, I was like, I wish I kind of had that. But at the time, I was just like, oh, that's weird. But <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting in retrospect seeing that shift because, I mean, you, you, pr you probably never had a liberal... <laughs> a liberal like phase in your life right no yeah the most liberal i was was for six months i supported andrew yang oh yeah that so was, what that's it yang gang yeah for that was it was, was uh was i there's some because um, he got he kind of had some energy he had he some did. energy going i think yeah. well, i think ubi 
has um, insane yeah. as it sounds, money is fake at this point. It's just printed. And if it is just printed and made up and has not tied to anything, why can't we give everybody a bunch of money a month and just, you know, go from there? And that was the simple argument. I, I still, to this day, I'm still kind of like, money is fake. Why can't the government just give me back a thousand dollars? You know, yes. why not? Why not? It's not real. You know, I mean, um, I go a step further. Also, I, 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 um, so you know what's funny? So something I wanted to bring up because I know you've you've uh, you've you've interfaced with libertarians. Um, I've I had a I had a liberty. You know it happens. Who, who, if, everyone, every, when, every white man in America has a libertarian face, <laughs> especially when you're when you go from liberal to like a uh, right wing. You do ha you ha you almost have to go through it because yeah. that's the thing where it's like oh people have their own like choices and self interest and oh I, I guess that's true. I can't. Not everybody just wants beautiful socialist, uh, walkable <laughs> cities utopia. Um, but you know, yeah, and then you know, I, I read Leviathan too, which was like that was like a good book to read. But it, what, whatever, it's yeah, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even recommend reading it to, because it's just fucking useless, really. But yeah, the, the, the fake money thing, I, I really don't believe money is anything other than like it's, it's a state technology. It, it can't really exist without the state and for it to be widely used and, and all throughout history, you've had plenty of occasions where even though gold is the basis, it's still, uh, you still have money printing. You still have, yeah. uh, you still have debasing of currencies. So I, I, what I see is no, like gold isn't really the, uh, the uh the the main thing throughout his or like hard money it's actually fiat currency that is the 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 motif that's the, was, uh, that's the theme that's the theme can what it was there was some island of uh not maybe it's an island there was some small group of people and they had um the the money was basically these it was a type of rock. I can't remember what it was. I'm blanking on all the details, but the gist of it was. So never rock. It was a pain in the ass to get little tips from, little stones from. And so they had a limited amount of those currency. And if they needed more, they could always, you know, spend hours and hours trying to get it. Um, and then they were fine. No problem for, like, generations. Spanish came in, saw that, bought dynamite, made up shit ton of stones, and flooded the economy with money and crossed it. <laughs> yes. And I just thought that was – that story was just very funny to me. Um, no, I, I, currency is a, that's a weird thing because it's, um, it doesn't exist in of itself. It only exists as a means to the end or representation of value, representation of trade or of, of, of labor at least. Um, yeah. and I'm, I'm all for like, this is where I, this is where I, I, I'm a little between places. I'm, I'm all for like competing currencies, you know, like if you have competing currencies, they all have to compete with each other. If one starts getting, you know, overinflated, people start using other currencies. They have to then fix their own currency problems. And we just have a market of currencies. Um, that's how it was in early America for a while. I think it was a uh, Virginia. No. Yeah, Virginia used tobacco for a while in the early America. That's awesome. currency. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, and I think that's a better way to handle it. Like, you, you can't avoid it, but that's the, I think that's the best means to avoid the centralization of currency and then the printing of currency. Just have a each state would have its own currency, Florida coin, Delaware coin, and each state just kind of competes yeah. on that level. Um, the, yeah, uh, okay. I, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm an, um, okay, I'm not a U.S. government fan, but I guess, and I'm not even really a fan of, well, okay. Actually, that's the thing. I'm not a fan of this thing because I'm actually 
the thing the only thing that i hate in this world is usury and mm. and like everything is built upon that but that yeah. is the that is the tether between everything specifically because u.s bonds are are they like this mimetic thing that the entire world bases mimetic. all every all everything off of mm. and and they rely on it because that that's what brings legitimacy to whatever they're that whatever currency or financial instruments they have mm. and so you, you i i don't i well i guess i guess the ultimate thing is what i've come to terms with is money cannot be decentralized and it really shouldn't be yeah and that and fiat currency is just especially in modern times it's just a tool that can be used as far as we've seen it for a lot of evil but it's a tool that can be used for complete good it's just it's yeah. not managed in a way it's tele it's not teleologically guided towards uh a, a, a catholic life uh <laughs> people are not it's every it, it's it's i don't even know what people in government want to do with the technology they have or the federal reserve the federal reserve as an idea i'm not even against mm. i'm not against the idea of a national bank it just never achieved that it's it's always played this middle ground of like maybe we'll save some people but we don't <laughs> want to go over it's like just 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 forgive debt just just do it just stop when, when 2008 happens just forgive all the people who own the houses and just what was, what was that uh what was that meme it was some lady on twitter who said uh, we should just pin all the student debt on one guy and then kill him and it's like that's 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 just you know like some pastor quote tree was like welcome to christianity <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Like, you really need it. We, I don't know the um. We need a scapegoat. You know, you need you need a scapegoat somehow for everything to get. You need a, economically, there needs to be a scapegoat for this debt. Um, and as that's going to be usury, the dues, it's going to be who knows what it's going to be. Um, that's a good people, point. Who knows? We need there has to be a scapegoat at some point. That's a really that's a really really good point, dude. Um, I don't know how to because that that that's. What I what I would like to envision in in my uh, butterflies and rainbows socialist <laughs> utopia with a bunch of walkable cities um, is is just jubilee. Like it's, Jews did it a lot. I mean, it's happened in in Europe in the past a lot. Like mm -hmm. just forgive the debt and just start. Like why we we race? Everybody is on a race to like pay down their debt. We know that interest rates are like ultimate evil i just it, the only people who really lose are fat italians and people of a certain tribe on wall street and i'm just like <laughs> you know they could they got their penthouses they can keep it whatever yeah. that's fine dude yeah. um but yeah the thing is is what keeps american hegemony hegemony is that usury everybody needs to be wanting the, every the thing is the world is, it's it's a it's the euro dollar problem everyone every company in every uh nation has uh all their sovereign debt is in basically it's in it's the it's in u.s dollars because that's what mm -hmm. they borrow from other people anytime they want to pay for something they use u.s dollars so yeah and they need to like there's not anyone forcing them the petro it, there's no petro dollar it's just they don't there's no why would you use something else and if you did it's like okay well America's not going to like that, and other mm -hmm. other countries would be like, "Come on, bro, like just use dollars." Didn't it's uh, was it China, Brazil, China, Brazil, and Russia? Didn't they uh, meet up with? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so BRICS. Uh, 
I wish I so I used to I used to keep so much more ta- tabs on like the the worldwide financial economy, mm-hmm. but it's such a or the news the the news. I used to be so a uh, finger on the pulse with that stuff, but it's just mm-hmm. so it's an addiction in the same way that like people looking at geopolitics have the same kind of addiction. But yeah. bricks, from what I understand, you're still dealing like they still it still goes back to the dollar. Like it, th- there's that's what i've seen i don't i don't know the logistics of it so i don't even know if i was going to assume they're probably not doing that because it's it you're there's too many there's too many people in the middle i i mean what would so brazil russia india china and south africa that's it Mm. it's Uh, like that sounds about right it's like i mean you're these countries are just kind of committing suicide um when they do that you know yeah. it's you're 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 left out of a of 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 the of the worldwide economy that maintains the peace that you need to exist as a country i don't I just don't know why you do that i think it's kind of a flex and i think as 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 long as the us dollar continues to be the world reserve currency it's it's always going to be calling bluffs on people it was the same yeah. you know bukele I, I I do like Bukele now because he's going full uh he's going Pinoche on those MS13 <laughs> brothers, but like yeah. he did the whole Bitcoin thing. You can pay your taxes in Bitcoin, and the 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 nation of of El Salvador, and I know this. They couldn't get a, a billion dollar loan from the World Bank or whatever, mm-hmm. so he's just like, oh okay, we'll just use Bitcoin now, and maybe if we can gamble on it right at its height we can make money and then you can if you look at the receipts the 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 state of el salvador lost all the money it made in buying bitcoin so it was just kind of like i remember people were like oh look at this guy he's on the edge he's rogue he's it's like but he fucked it all up it's because you can't you can't the decentralized meme is i don't know why he did it i don't i don't know if he did it for stupid reasons or he's a charlatan i don't know but I'm just never I don't know if I could ever be convinced of money being decentralized yeah. and and I want I would like be, because the thing that preserves world peace is centralized money and the best country to do that is America <laughs> it's not if if anything I know it's not China or Russia yeah so well, Tebo America baby let's just keep going to the call class Tebo America bro Tebo yes. America <laughs> Yes. Hmm. No, we've said we, you mentioned meme, scapegoat, and memetic. Have you ever have you, have you read any Renee Zerard or no? Okay, because he, he uses those words a lot. So I was just wondering. I, I I've I've read uh, uh the one that comes to mind is Chad Haig, but uh, that's another <laughs> that's a whole other thing. He uses meme and memetic a lot too. Memological actually, <laughs> he uses the word memological. <laughs> No, um yeah dude he has a youtube channel you, you watch him for a minute you're like this guy's a fucking nerd um but yeah <laughs> the, i know despite, i know the name i try not to look like a nerd yeah <laughs> <Despite all> the <laughs> books. <laughs> my bookshelf is in another room but it is smaller than that it's it, and it's mostly a bunch of boring nerd shit that i just yeah. get hyped up on and then this move is, on it's mainly just i, don't know, I need more ca- i need more catholic books mm. You know, I need it's more. So I, need to, 
Yeah, I know. I need to. I need to. I need to be able to like. Uh, you know, I see these. Um, you know, Thomistic disputations on Twitter. Yeah. 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 I just. I. I. I don't want or have the ability to be like that guy. But like the way he's able to just be like, boom, bam, here yeah. you go. It's like that's and he's got when I've heard I've gone into his spaces. He's super fresh and chill. He's mm-hmm. not. He's very cogent with people. Oh yeah. Um, he's um he's on TikTok now, and uh, oh, he, got, he, got, he he is um he's very funny on TikTok because he makes you know he duets people on TikTok and debunks them all, goes to the comments, debunks them all, and tick. Are you on TikTok at all? Have you ever used it? I use TikTok for uh for when my friends send me silly videos. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, TikTok live streams are just um, the lowest of the low when it comes to live streams. It's how you reach the kids, though. Yes, that's why I'm. That's why I'm on TikTok. Right. Um, yeah. Th- th- they I mean they have some weird shit from being like this lady was screaming to the mic and see what every time someone joins my live, I'll put an octopus on my head. <laughs> she's sitting there with an octopus on her fucking head, and she's singing Taylor Swift song and pouring ketchup over it. <laughs> For some Hopefully reason. it wasn't a blue octopus. That'd be anti-Semitic. Yeah, actually, I have a. Hold on. Oh, you have the cute little, the cute little octopus. Bro. My mom made this for me like two months before the octopus meme. <laughs> Dude, this is a sign. I I I think this is a prophecy. As a dispensationalist Baptist, (laughs) I think this is a prophecy, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. My vape died. I'm gonna get a vape, another vape that I have, and then a drink. I'll be right back. Hell yeah, I'm gonna get a drink too. There we go. I can't believe my new fancy little vape already died. <laughs> what beer are you drinking? Oh, it's one of those um, Jack Daniels Pete's cocktail things. Mm. They're tasty. Not strong, but they're tasty. I, uh, in my neck of the woods, I don't know what it is. <clears throat> I don't know how popular these things are, but, uh, 
or high alcohol content cheap drinks that are not like i'm not like going for loco mode like i have <laughs> issues I, I do this pirate water stuff it's just mm. like one of many mixed hard <laughs> seltzer type drinks mm. but i lived in a, i lived in the hill country in texas for a while and there was a lot of great wine and when it when i'm in my element i like to be drinking some wine mm. but love a good wine oh yeah dude i go crazy on wine I try to avoid drinking too much on stream because I had an issue with uh, I recorded with uh, Xiaomi from Continentilas, and we uh, were talking about Protestants. And I, at one point, I kind of was a little tipsy, and I went, I was like, "These damn fucking!" And I just dropped a hard end. <laughs> oh yeah, and I was just like, "I got to edit that one out. I got to go edit that." And the next day, yeah. one of the guys who was on the podcast um, when applying to school and stuff, his counselor asked him for like. So what's something you do extracurricular that you can put down on a uh, like a college application? But oh, I appear on podcasts sometimes and um, I talk about these different ideas. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, <laughs> I dropped an episode today where I dropped a hard R. What the fuck? <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Mm. Um, you know, I that's the funny thing. I I uh, I I keep it real. You know, um, uh. I, 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 that's the thing. I, I, I started face fagging, face effing on my channel before other guys were doing it in my circles mm -hmm. because it's just like, why I, I can't, I want like, uh, I want, I want, I mean, one, there's just like, I want the presence. I want to talk to people, but like, I, I've never liked the idea of being totally anonymous with my, with my presence. Yeah. So it's like, people know I'm from Texas. People know, you know, it's like do the work that I'm blue collar, the work that I do. It's all this because it's like it feels weird having to like separate that shit. Oh, yeah. hold up, I gotta fucking charge the fucking laptop. Um, yeah, I'm but, not uh, anonymous on YouTube, yeah, but I am. I, I am on Twitter only because I think the uh, the profile pick and handle for trash Socrates is, is just funnier. So I'm not yes, anonymous, but I just I enjoy that you know aesthetic of it. So. You know, watch out for those Twitter fuckers too. I have a. I have a buddy who's like a trad Catholic. He's actually going to show up in my in my my place in a, in a little bit. But nice. He like there was like an, and it, he was like being very cogent in like a disagreement with an SSPX guy on Twitter, <laughs> and the guy started like trying to dox him. And it was like, dude, no, no one's even fucking done that to me. You're like just some just a you know random Twitter guy, and like you you softly like kindly disagreed, and this dude was like. Oh yeah, well I know. Who, like, dude, chill the fuck out. This is why people don't want to go to SSPX, dog. No, Come on, chill out. I am, I am secure. In fact, I work for my dad, and he owns a company, and so I don't have oh, yeah, to. I'm not, I'm not. You know, I mean, I, I worked for, I worked for a small company, and <laughs> my, I had a coworker, and I think my boss knew my channel, so it was just <laughs> like very small company. That was the easy life. Now I work for a bigger one, so. Mm. Well, I, the thing is, is working blue collar, you know that the guys, if they ever saw your shit, they'd be like, what the fuck is this? I don't go, are you fucking are you gay or something? You're talking about <laughs> fucking, who's Thomas Aquinas? You know, it's not like you're working for a, for some fucking megalo corporation and they're like, um, well, you said a naughty word on the internet. We're going to have to well, terminate my, your employment. Sadly, my job is blue collar. All the guys who work there are younger than me. I'm only 25. You know, so yes. they're all okay. younger than me, and uh, they're very, very lib. 
Uh, I work oh, with an incredibly liberal uh, atheist uh, Iris guy. And uh, he got very, he was, I, uh, I made a joke about how much, how awful and stinky and smelly the Hindu people are. And he's like, hey, that's pretty <laughs> racist. And I'm like, hi, Professor the Racist. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't, he doesn't know how to respond to that. He's just, <laughs> just like, you racist. You're just like, yes, it's properly yeah, ordered. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's he's like that's racist. Like, yeah. What, what your point? Like, are you not? Have you spent any time around <laughs> Indian people? I mean, they're they're lovely, but like, have you, I mean, go to their house, eat their food. I mean, come on. All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> You hear, uh, uh, I hang out with Mexicans and they smell delicious because their foods <laughs> smells delicious. <laughs> but yeah, true, Indians true. a little bit different. A little bit different, dog. Uh, I Irish. I mean, what do you smell like? Fucking potatoes? Come on, guy. I was. I, I can't. I, I haven't. I haven't really worked with liberals. Like I worked at a a liberal company. I won't say what, but when I was like a teenager, and. uh they were like hippie liberals, so they were easier to deal with. And this was before uh, the coof, so mm. I think it was a little bit easier. But yeah, I, 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 in the last five years, I've developed like of of a loud mouth. I don't really care <laughs> what people, and I just it's yeah. kind of nice. And I'm gonna keep that going because I've the, the the best thing that I think we can do as Catholics or just broadly people who care about some as some absolute truth. Mm-hmm. is just stop trying to soften language for other people yeah. who clearly don't care about truth like you do you know yeah, exactly yeah, just yeah. say it like it is be real mm-hmm. let, you, let the authenticity so sign true you know um yes i i have a, i got a, i got a little two wheel sometimes that I, I i honestly i should have been at some point i probably should temple a little bit because i had an issue with um technically i'm not i might not i, I don't know if I'm allowed back on a college campus right now, well, I used to go to college because um, of some issues that happened there. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I probably should keep my mouth shut sometimes. You know, I mean, it. Well, do you do you want to go back to college? Not there. So I said not there. No, not, yeah. not there. So I think I'm fine. Um, but I, I don't, I don't think I'm allowed back on that specific campus. <laughs> That's fair. I would probably end up in the same situation, man. It's uh. It's not really that hard, honestly. No, I mean, I had the cops called on me. I know, I know, like, I can think of two other people who are in a similar... And it was just, like, being crass or being just, you know, just that that, uh, that Irish glib. You just want to <laughs> blabber and you want to say what you think, you know? And and there you go. Yeah, was, uh, yeah. I was in a discussion group on uh, one of the classes, and it was... um question was like should free speech be allowed on college campuses um and so i, I made my argument yeah so then um this one lady one of the ladies in the class she commented uh no you do not have free speech to not be allowed on college campuses you do not have the right to bring offensive ideas uh that forced me to hear, listen to them and uh, i commented your inability to hear new ideas is offensive to me you shouldn't be allowed on college campuses <laughs> and uh that, that didn't go over well well but, it's it's weird because it's like that's the like uh isn't like so um perennially like uh like like uh tradition in tradition the the college is like the place where people blabber about their autistic ideas you know mm-hmm. I don't it's know why I live 
yeah like like it's it's almost like i i would see the catholic church almost being like you can't do you can't blaspheme mary and christ at the at the, at the university and stuff and then i i would almost like i don't even the the, the lineage of the liberal going back to like the protestant revolution and the scientific revolution isn't like the crux of your thing being able to say whatever the fuck you want like but i, I what i, I want power <laughs> Yeah, in power, and now they're like, we gotta, we gotta, you know, act like when you're in power, when in Rome, act like you're in Rome. When you have power, act like you have power. And now they have that's that. They do and it's, mm. Yeah. To be honest, I don't really do politics. I don't. I discuss politics when it comes up, or if I see it on the news, or I, I it's just such a. It's boring. I've noticed this with all Catholics too. It is <laughs> yeah. just like it's like I don't even. I, I can't even like find time to care about like why it's just it's like random insanity and I it's like it's like a rate it's just like radiation it's like a heat mm -hmm. the heat death of the news is happening right now <laughs> like, there's nothing the news it, yeah it, it's I mean Israel war meme like I you have everything that you want and it's like it's it's just boring now yeah. I mean yeah I'm not even surprised but yeah sorry what are you gonna say about politics um uh, like you don't even it's boring. It's not really interesting, like you're saying. Um, like they, here's like here's how I put it. Politics sucks because like uh, every every political story I see, I just I read as the world is breaking news. The world is still falling, and that's it. It's just like yeah, yeah. world's falling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. approval. Okay. Yeah. Christ won two thousand years ago. I'm gonna pray and be happy about that. I don't need to worry about this right now. You know, you see a new story, you say a prayer, you move on. You don't really have to, you know in-depth study any of it really unless you have, unless you like you know i have a political that's, podcast so you want to correct do that kind of stuff yeah. but i will say the way, a, go ahead the way the way that i i i've found myself confronting it and i think this is um me just going full you know honoring my peasant blood which i'm just <laughs> like dude just put these people in prison like I, I i see a lot of people and i'm just like you know i i remember we had the drug war we had the war on terror and neither of them really worked out one kind of fizzled away and then the others just gotten worse and it's just like okay like um with with like the drug thing just like the death penalty for all drug smugglers and manufacturers and then the victims like force them to go through some kind of uh like catholic ideally <laughs> um like re like rehab program and 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 it's it's like you know something interesting like the shootings you know throughout our entire life we dealt like oh mass shooting mass shooting and all this shit mm -hmm. but it's like okay just look at it literally logically you have a shooting happen what is the reason that happened you have plenty of violent attacks that happen in other countries who have very strict laws and we have the same annoying i i i don't get headaches and i feel like i get a headache when i think about this because it's like dude the, the 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 problem isn't the guns there's the background to it which is I, whatever w you know whatever issue like uh mental health or spiritual problems my visitors are here and and um but it, that, that's the issue that you see with uh uh with, with your news so it's just you're 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 not going to solve any problems by like having the same boomer con argument over and yeah. over again well, if you're visitor here, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Go ahead and give your plugs. Let people know where they can find you, and then we'll just uh, we'll close it out. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, I uh, I'm Oros Post O U R O S Post on YouTube and Substack. 
um i uh, i had an interview with j auto dr j auto poll about um the uh the uh uh german ethnic the ethnic cleansing of germans in uh the soviet union which was really interesting um i delve into a lot of politics a, a lot of a lot of topics um and i write a lot so uh nice, nice. yeah i'm 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 in the same uh niche <laughs> catholic sphere as uh, our homie here caleb so yeah well, and i was like hey man thanks for coming on it's a lot of fun uh everyone yeah. to like comment say subscribe how youtube's feel um yeah have a good night good night